the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everyone. I'm George Roscoe. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 46 of Say What? Where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the power of parents as a political force to affect positive change. That's right, George. We call it Parent Power Part 2 because we've addressed this topic before and the results of it are on full display directly in Virginia, not only Virginia, but across the country. Yes, Mark. Let's give our audience maybe a brief synopsis of what happened towards the end of last year. The Virginia miracle, as we like to call it. Go for it, Mark. Yeah, well, as most of our uh, listening audience probably remembers, because we have talked about this in the past, um, uh, last year, uh, because parents were able to look over the shoulders of their children and see what they were learning in the public school system, they discovered that a lot of it was critical race theory. So mm-hmm. this idea that uh, race is at the uh, root of the fabric of our society, that it governs everything, that there are basically two classes, the oppressor and the oppressed. And if you're uh, not uh, light-skinned, then you're one of the uh, oppressed class. Well, parents became justifiably upset that their kids were learning this, uh, what we term indoctrination, really. Yep. And uh, they started showing up at school boards, George, uh, particularly in Loudoun County. And the reason why this got so att- so much attention. First of all, it's close to Washington, D.C., so it's Mm -hmm. at the hub of power. But secondarily, uh, there there were some incidents there where some parents raised their voices, and there was one particular incident where a father um, had a child, his young daughter, who was actually molested in a girl's restroom by a young man who defined himself as being a young woman. That didn't stop him from molesting uh, another girl. This created quite a hubbub. I guess voices were raised and the police literally drugged this man out. And of course, this news went national. But it also brought to light the bigger issue of parents are upset Mm -hmm. about CRT. Well, in the midst of this, uh, the, the, there was a governor's race going on at the same time uh, between two contenders, a uh, Terry McAuliffe, who is a longtime politician. I think he'd been governor of the state before. And um, he was a shoe-in, uh, he, the Democratic Party, and he was just expected to win. He was way ahead in the polls until all this news came out because he made a statement, George, that, that you well remember. And it says, he said something to the effect that parents shouldn't have any control of what their kids are learning in the public schools. And that changed the tide. It really did. I mean, it was, it was a tipping point in the governor's race. And his opponent is a man named Glenn Youngkin. Um, who was a private equity investment uh, uh, guy and had done quite well in life, uh, very well-spoken, a very thoughtful man. He was uh, running for, uh, in the Republican Party, uh, a lot of great ideas. Nobody expected Mr. Yunkin to win because he came out of nowhere to, to run for governor, but this changed the tide. And as history shows, uh, against all odds, he won. 
He is now governor, and what he has done since he's taken over the uh, governorship there is pretty amazing. And a couple more important things for parents to understand, because we feel like we are so behind the curve, we've lost the war. No, we have not, because Virginia gave us a, a, a just a you know textbook example of here's a state that's had 75% Democrat governors in its history. Since 1855. Yeah. Here's a state that President Biden carried by 10 points in the 2020 elections. And then you turn out and Republicans won the governor, the lieutenant governor, the attorney general. They reclaimed control of the House of Delegates. How amazing is that? It it did not happen in a vacuum, George. I mean, there were some key events that came about, and and it all converged at this point in time uh, that led to this Virginia earthquake that that happened. So what we want to focus on today, parents, is we gave you the recap of the story, but let us show you why putting in the hard work to elect the right people matters. What are the consequences, the good ones, of bringing in somebody like a Glenn Yonkin into office. And this man stayed true to his word. And on day one, he signed nine executive orders and two executive directives. And so we want to share with you what those were, because these are like jaw-dropping, yay moments for parents. And by the way, these were um, campaign issues for him. He ran on these. So uh, obviously uh, his constituents were wondering if he did get elected, are you actually going to make good on your promises? Because as we're going to see, George, they're pretty bold. They are very bold. I mean, I I sat down and I read through these and I'm like, we need this in California right now. (laughs) We sure do. (laughs) Not just in California, but across the country. Well, what's the first one, George? All right. Executive order number one delivers on his day one promise to restore excellence in education by ending the use of divisive concepts, including critical race theory in public education. Say what? Yes. I mean, this was a really gutsy thing to do. Of course, he didn't really have a choice because he promised promised to do this, and this was really the campaign issue of the day in Virginia. But the fact that he actually followed through on this, it really goes against the tide of what we're seeing in our in our nation today. Oh yeah, and the teachers' union are hating his guts for this. Mm. In fact, so many school districts are banding together to oppose this executive order, um, and. Um, one of the things that um, Yonkin had to do not even like a week later is he set up a um, on the you know the state of Virginia's website a place where parents can write in and notify make so that way the attorney general knows that hey look this school district is not abiding by your executive order so they can write it in yeah. Yeah, part of the objection uh, against orders like these to ban critical race theory is that, well, you're not allowing kids to learn about history, the true history of our country. Nothing could be further from the truth, George. As, as you and I both know, this is revisionist history. Yep. It has been the United States practice for a uh, hundred years now to talk about the Civil War, what happened, Reconstruction, Jim Crow. All of those things are normally uh, talked about and addressed in our public school system. 
critical race theory is a Marxist ideology. It, it reframes our past to create these made up classes of oppressor and oppressed. And the mm-hmm. fact, and, uh, you know, the, the courage that it took for Glenn Youngkin to eliminate this across the schools in Virginia has to be applauded. Yeah. Here's number two. Executive Order Number 2 delivers on his day one promise to empower Virginia parents in their children's education and upbringing by allowing parents to make decisions on whether their child wears a mask in school. Now, this is an ode to scientific fact, number one, that we have seen in study after study that masks, unless they're N95 and, and fitted properly, really don't make any difference in terms of uh, controlling the spread uh, of this disease. And parents should be in control of this decision, not schools necessarily. And so here again, uh, a real act of courage. My daughter comes home from school just about every week and she's like, hey, daddy, do you like this mask? I'm like, where'd you get it from? Oh, it's my friend's. Yeah, yeah, there you go. They just share them. We swap them around. I like the color of that mask. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one's with Elsa, so. Yeah, that's great. Executive Order Number 4 delivers on his day one promise to investigate wrongdoing in Loudoun County. This is amazing. Uh, Glenn Youngkin ordered his attorney general, Jason Mayers, to conduct a full investigation into the sexual assault at Loudoun County Public Schools that the office says was handled wrongly after the incident, which happened in the spring of 2021 in a Loudoun County high school. The assaulter, get this, was transferred to another Loudoun County high school. There, the student assaulted a second person. According to the office, school officials held back key details um, and lied to parents about this incident. Yes, this is fine. I mean, I can't imagine being in the shoes of this dad and for justice to finally be served. And this is just step one, because I, I hope they really uncover all of the details. And I hope that a lot of school officials are going to be held accountable for this. It's going to be really interesting to see uh, the course that this investigation takes, but we certainly have not heard the end of this, George. I think this is just the beginning. And depending on what happens here, hopefully it'll give uh, some incentive and courage to other attorney generals in other states to do similar kinds of investigations. So here's the executive order number 10, transforms the office of DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion inclusion, into diversity, opportunity, and inclusion, and making one of its key focus areas, and I quote, expansion of entrepreneurship and economic opportunity for all Virginians, the promotion of diverse free speech and inclusive civil discourse, and a role in promoting the honest and complete teaching of history, end quote. This is this is pretty interesting because apparently, uh, well, this is a very creative twist on a theme that is playing out writ large across the country in creating these die committees, right? Diversity, yep. equity, and inclusion. And so here he swapped out um, uh, some of the words, you know, to use opportunity, but he still has inclusion in there. He still has diversity, and I think you know the office exists. So he's trying to make the best of a bad situation. And uh, this also will be very interesting to see where this goes. But I guess just as importantly, George, he hired Angela Saylor 
from the conservative organization Heritage Foundation to be the chief DOI officer, yes. which is great. This is great. And Angela has a track record of uh, you know public service. She was actually way back at, during the Bush administration in the early 2000s. She, yeah. was, she was actually in the Department of Education. So she really gets all of this stuff. She does. Um, and so she's going to be a, a wonderful leader there for him. Um, and then the last thing I'll mention here is that there was also an executive directive, uh, which basically rescinded the previous uh, Governor Northam's, Ralph Northam's yeah. uh, executive directive that all state employees must be vaccinated. So he rescinded that um, and just allows everybody their individual freedoms and personal privacy to choose what's best for them medically. What a concept. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting, George, because after this uh, election, I guess, there uh, there was a warning for Democrats or even before, um, you know, people could see what was happening in the Democratic Party. And uh, one of the, the key warnings came from an Obama advisor, Stephanie Cutter. You may remember that name mm-hmm. from uh, the Biden administration, where she stated, quote, we must not let the Republican Party become the party of parents which was a prescient statement on her part. I mean, she's oh, yeah. right about that. Oh, yeah. If the Democratic, if the DNC was smart, they would not want to be labeled as the anti-parent party. Mm-hmm. But that seems to be exactly what's happened. That's exactly what happened. In fact, when all of this stuff was happening in Virginia, uh, we pulled down a screenshot from the Michigan Democrat Party uh, off their Facebook page. And here's what they stated. This was back in November of last year. Not sure where this parents should control what is taught in schools because they are our kids is originating, but parents do have the option to choose to send their kids to a hand-selected private school at their own expense if this is what they desire, period. The purpose of a public education in a public school is not to teach kids only what parents want them to be taught. And here's in bold what they say. It is to teach them what society needs them to know, period. And then they underline this. The client of the public school is not the parent, but the entire community, the public. Here's the question. If they say it's the, the, the purpose of public education is to teach them what society needs them to know, according to who? Yep. Who is determining what these children are going to learn? Who makes those decisions? Well, we know who's making those decisions. It's the National School Board Association. It's the state teachers unions working in collaboration with progressive legislatures. It's organizations like SICUS, Mm -hmm. Sexuality Education Information Council of the United States, Planned Parenthood, Advocates for Youth, all these progressive uh, organizations that are fomenting what we call the triple threat in public schools, comprehensive sex ed, sex and gender theory, critical race theory, and um, uh, historical revisionism. That's yep. what they're teaching. I guess that's what society has determined kids need to learn, according to the Democratic Party, at least in Michigan. So the Michigan Democrat Party posted this before the election were over. The elections were over. Obviously, a lot of Democrat strategists are trying to figure out what went wrong. Um, and then now they have to do cleanup. So after the election, the Michigan Democrat Party on their Facebook page wrote this. 
We have deleted a post that ignored the important role parents play and should play in Michigan public schools. Parents need to have a say in their children's education. End of story. The post does not reflect the views of Michigan Democrats and should not be misinterpreted as a statement of support from our elected officials or candidates. <laughs> uh, George, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm kind of silent right now. I mean, this is such a transparent uh, backtracking of something that they absolutely believed in. But, the, the, you know, the tide of opinion went, went against them. And so th- they totally rescinded what they had stated before. Th- th- this is like, you know, Mark, you and I have found our kids with their hand in the cookie jar. Yeah, yep. And even then they'll look at you and they'll say, no, it, it wasn't me. And that's the same thing they're doing here. Does this give you the feeling that they're really being genuine and, and, oh, and they're no. all of a sudden their realization that, boy, parents maybe should have a say in what their kids are learning <laughs> at school? Oh, no, none whatsoever. Um, but here's the good news, Mark. Parents are waking up yes. uh, across the country, and we have uh, some evidence of that uh, from an article that ran in The Atlantic recently. In fact, this is an article on January 7th from a woman named Angie Smith, who makes some um, uh, some very interesting statements uh, in this piece. I'll just read the, the first one. Quote, until recently, I was a loyal left-leaning Democrat. And I had been my entire adult life. I was the kind of partisan who registered voters before midterm elections and went to protest. I hated Donald Trump so much that I struggled to be civil to relatives on the other side of the aisle. But because of what my family has gone through during the pandemic, I can't muster the same enthusiasm. I feel adrift from my tribe and to a certain degree discussed with both parties. I can't imagine that I would have arrived here, not a Republican, but questioning my place in the Democratic Party, had my son not been enrolled in public kindergarten in 2020. Wow. So here are the couple things that stand out for me, Mark. When I read this, first of all, I'm like, this got published in The Atlantic. That's a pretty, you know, prestigious. It is. News, you know, very news, widely read. Very widely read. That they would allow for this kind of a, you know, <laughs> an article to be on there is, is all, you know, beyond me, right? The, the second thing is that this, this lady, this mom wasn't red pilled. I'm going to come up with my own term here. She was parent pilled. Yes. Parents, regardless of their political affiliation, I think for the most part, post COVID, are feeling the same feelings that Angie Schmidt is feeling. I think that's right. You know, she goes on to say, quote, I kept hoping that someone in our all-democratic political leadership would take a stand on behalf of Cleveland's 37,000 public school children or seem to care about what was happening. Weren't Democrats supposed to stick up for low-income kids? Instead, our veteran Democratic mayor avoided remarking on the crisis facing the city's public school families. Our all-Democratic city council was similarly disengaged. The same thing was happening in other blue states and blue states across the country, as the needs of our children were simply swept aside. Cleveland went so far as to close playgrounds for an entire year That felt almost mean-spirited, given the research suggesting the negligible risk of outdoor transmission 
an additional slap in the face. And the last thing that she said here, which connects it back to our original conversation about Virginia, here's what she said. But I've been disappointed by how often the Democratic response has exacerbated that mistrust in terms of vaccines. For example, exaggerating the risks of COVID-19 to children. A low point for me was when Virginia Democratic gubernatorial candidate Terry McAuliffe inflated child COVID hospitalization numbers on the campaign trail. It was almost Trump-like. If I lived in Virginia, I admit, I probably would have had to sit out the recent gubernatorial election in which the Republican candidate beat McAuliffe. This bomb is recognizing that the policies that are being employed during COVID are just completely anti-science, completely anti-parent, anti-family, anti-children, and she has had enough of it. And if Angie's had enough of it, I think uh, we can assume that many other parents are out there in the Democratic Party who are feeling similar kinds of uh, thoughts and uh, and emotions. And uh, we encourage them to take a deeper look, uh, to join forces with us, and take back control of their public schools. And parents, just like parents did in Virginia. Absolutely. You Let's have an earthquake that. across the country. Exactly. And George, we have something very, this is sort of, it is related, but it's something very, very excited. Um, one of our, our friends, um, Rebecca Friedrichs, mm-hmm. uh, who leads an organization called For Kids in Country, uh, has recently made a documentary video that is going to be released very soon here calls, called Whose Children Are They? Rebecca is a, is a partner of ours. Uh, she's an advocate for children in the public schools. And George, you had a particular, um, uh, interest in this movie, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, Can you tell us about it? Yeah. Rebecca and I actually started collaborating on this over three years ago and then it got kind of put on the back burner. Um, but last year, towards the middle of last year and this in later summer, um, we got to revive this again. Um, we had a wonderful professional team, a production team, and uh, they have been putting together this um, this kind of movie slash documentary. It's going to be a one day event in in the theaters on March fourteenth. So, parents across the country, please research this. Go to their website. It's whosechildrenarethey.com. WhoseChildrenAreThey.com. On there, you're going to start seeing information. There are some uh, teasers, trailers that have already posted. Um, and basically what it, what it is, it's a lot of teachers, a lot of parents um, who ha- are coming together and bl- basically blowing the lid off of what is really happening within our classrooms and, and the utter disgust and evil um, that the teachers' union are are fomenting and, and instilling there. And so um, I got to share my experience as a parent um, and, you know, what my children have had to go through and what I've had to go through. So uh, parents, please, whose children are they in select theaters March 14th? Uh, please also go on to our website, uh, protectourkidsnow.org. And you can hear a lot more uh, from us there. We have all of our podcasts and episodes um, waiting for you to get informed. So, And please subscribe to our website. Yes. 
That way you'll make sure that you get all the latest information. We normally send out uh, a blog article uh, at least twice a month. So we encourage you to do that. Until next time, we'll see you then. Take care. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.